strings. Strings. I was hoping you. And welcome to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavota. I'm State Senator Paul Lavota, the 11th Senatorial District. I represent the good folks of Independence, Kansas City, unincorporated areas of Jackson County, Sugar Creek, Buckner, Tarsney, um, Lee Summit, Raytown. You're Eastern Jackson County, good people there. And I'm glad to be here for another dialogue. Uh, podcast where we talk about what's going on in Missouri government, Missouri news, and uh, I feel relaxed this week. A little Do bit you? different from last week. Um, I'd like to first welcome to the program um, our good friend, the Independence Mayor Pro Tem, Chris Whiting. Chris? Thank you, welcome. Paul. I appreciate the welcome, and I, I hate to start off the show by correcting you, but I'm actually the mayor right now. Really? Uh, yes. Yes, Mayor Weir and our city manager, Robert Haycock, are in Austin, Texas for the National League of Cities Conference. So I'm in charge. So whatever welcome. happens, good or bad, it's on my shoulders. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And also welcome to the program, uh, Courtney Cole. Courtney, welcome. Thank you, Senator. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're back this week. I was never gone. Well, kind of you were. Oh, you think? Because last week we did a special podcast town hall meeting mm-hmm. and we had 35 people there mm-hmm. close to that mm-hmm. um, a f- great event that you planned mm-hmm. uh, we had dinner for the folks when they came in yep, over at van horn nice. van horn high school and then we did a town hall meeting myself and uh, the independence mayor pro temp slash mayor well I, I was mayor pro temp back then so okay. that's accurate and uh you can all you know if you're listening to this podcast you have an opportunity to listen to that one um and it was the attempt I was trying to do is just different way to get people involved, feed them a little bit, get what their opinions are. Whoa. And too much Diet Coke, sorry. <laughs> It'll and, happen. Uh, It'll get and you. And also get some interaction. So it was a different thing. So why did you feel that I was gone from the well, front? Hold on. Here's you were why. setting something yeah, up Yeah, okay. Here. Sorry. <laughs> so I we introduced our special guest. Um, the mayor pro temp, he talked a little bit and then it was like, now it's time for Courtney's time. And she was taking pictures and moving around. Oh, yeah. And yeah. She had to grab the microphone and move it around. Sometimes you're, in fr- sometimes you're in front of the microphone. Sometimes you're behind the scenes. I would say as good as you are on the microphone and you're great. You add a lot well, to this program. What you did last week was equally as important yeah. as what you do in front of the microphone. And thanks to Jordan. It, it wouldn't have worked without thanks you. Thanks to Jordan Hunt, too, who's going to be here yes. to organize yeah. it. And we're going to try to do more and more of those things. Yeah. Um, it went really well. I was very happy with the way that it went. And the people who participated continued to comment throughout the night of how appreciative they were to have the opportunity. Really? So, well. Yeah. They said they enjoyed the town halls. Oh, wait. We have some breaking news. Uh-oh, is this just coming in? Mm-hmm. The breaking news is this, that the the Dialogue uh, Town Hall meeting will be on YouTube, uh, we think, uh, Friday, November the 21st. Mm. Tomorrow. So, Well, unless you're not listening to this later. Yes, but And so you'll tomorrow. be able to you'll be able to see <laughs> the the uh the town hall meeting there. So That's cool. I can't that's, wait. That's that's I hope I hope we're not sitting here next week and hey, is that's production. Yeah. Who says there? Because they're uh, I, prepare to be dazzled. That's all I can say. Yeah, you <laughs> did a great you. job as our first guest too. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to be there. Good chicken too. Yeah, I know. Those folks at Ivy make a good good meal. They do. 
So, um, and I don't know if I told. I don't know you if this. you have any thoughts on it. Well, my aunt, we're talking about my aunt Patty was one of the guests there. Yes, and I love her. I met her and talked to her. Did she's yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She is a hoot, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess she's been telling everyone all week just how amazing and articulate we are. Did you ever think that would happen? No, <laughs> that like, anyone would say that, that, or let alone someone that knows us. Let alone somebody that you know has good sense about them. Right. She thought that our answers made sense, and and. We were articulate. We gave good anecdotes, and I mean, I've never gave good anything. So, yeah. it anyway. scares me that you're surprised. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess not. But. Well, it, it was just I was fully prepared that it was an experimental thing. We were going to try yeah, something right. new, and of course, there will be bugs, but there really weren't that With many me. bugs no, to speak of. It we did okay. it went well. I thought. All mm-hmm. right. Good deal. Glad to hear so it. we'll go. We'll we'll go from there. I think. I think. I got some ideas for next time to make it a little little more interactive, but um, we got to move on. And what we like to do usually is do the news. Now the weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. I'm Chris Whiting, and this is your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Nixon declares preemptive state of emergency. Governor Jay Nixon on November 17th declared a statewide state of emergency and activated the Missouri National Guard to assist local police in managing the protests that are expected if a St. Louis County grand jury decides not to indict Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson for the fatal shooting of Michael Brown. Although no firm timetable has been set, the grand jury is expected to issue its decision at any time. Nixon preemptively declared the state of emergency in order to be prepared for possible civil unrest, similar to the weeks of protests that followed the August 9th shooting of Brown, an unarmed black teen by Wilson, who is white. However, critics say the governor's action unnecessarily heightens tensions and could be viewed as an attempt to intimidate peaceful protesters. So I guess in in an attempt to try to be prepared, um, there's a state of emergency and... um, that is a, I, I guess, a procedure to make sure that he can have the power to coordinate all the law enforcement together. And not quite sure the, I'm not, I, I guess I'm not quite sure why he did it like two weeks in advance. It's been a week so far. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any. Well, maybe he's trying to compensate for before when he was a little slow to respond. So this time he's <laughs> yeah, going to get ahead of the game. I think that that's probably true. And and I think, too, that it's smart, really, for him to be overprepared almost. Than, you think so? Well, because last time things didn't go well. I think it's better for him to bring in someone from the outside almost to take care of it because it, put, it covers him, too. And it's not like he can really afford to. Hmm. You know, in regard to this situation, yeah. it's gotten as worse as it ha- you know, as bad as it has, and what their predictions are for it. Well, I think it's good to be prepared. I, I don't know what is what is the predictions for it. That's that's the thing that I don't quite understand. Well, what the prediction is? Well, I think because the protesters have been releasing you know uh, releases that show different. Uh, businesses that are going to be targeted. Okay. And so they can predict then that there is this okay. hostile, you know, hostile nature that is um, along with, unfortunately, a majority of what's happening with the protesters is not violent. Yeah. It's not destructive. However, you know, there are some that, that are like that. And so I think he's taking precautions. But I think, too, that 
we're constantly preparing for war, what more can we expect yeah, then? There's yeah. no other option, you know? Well, it, I, I guess I'm I'm just hoping that everything turns out, um, hoping for if there is any type of protest, it's a peaceful protest. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I know. There, there's been enough unrest and upheaval in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad. And, quite. And nobody really knows when the grand jury decision is going to come. And everybody is kind of clenching on the mm-hmm. edge to see when that will be. And that will be the telling point in time, too, as to what happens. And so I think everybody's gearing up toward that. And. You know, we've heard rumors for weeks now that it's going to be released on Monday. Oh, no, it's going to be released sometime this week. And then, right. you know, you have the government officials come out and say, no, it's not going to be released this week. And because everybody's ready for it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they were ready for it day one. I mean, that's another problem that we have, too, is that our judicial process takes time. And we have to give it the time that it needs in order for us to come to a decision, you know, civilly. And well, here's my hope. You know, in life, sometimes you like if you're working on something around the house and you think, "Oh, this is going to be easy," and then it takes mm-hmm. you all day and four trips to Lowe's right. to get it done. And then sometimes you think, "Okay, I've been, I've really been <clears throat> not wanting to do whatever it is, but I'm just going to bear down. I've got the whole day put aside, and you're done in 15 minutes." Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. I'm hoping. Last time we weren't expecting what happened. Right. I'm hoping it's the same way this time. Right. We're we're expecting we're over preparing and then it's and then peaceful. nothing happens yes. Yeah. yes which would be great yeah so you know those to those protesters I hope you're um, civil to the governor congratulations being for being on top of it yeah and um, you know people have constitutional rights and we need to make sure we protect them but yet they have no right to harm anyone else's property and I hope we have that balance I and selfishly I want it. I want it all to go well good. <laughs> go well good. Go <laughs> go good because it's embarrassing for our state. It's embarrassing it for our state. And we have a lot of deep issues that bring this up, but we can have a, uh, what I like to call a dialogue about them instead of oh. a violent protest. Well, speaking of well good, Governor appoints <laughs> Ferguson Commission members. Such a jerk. Governor Jay Nixon on November 18th appointed a 16-member Ferguson Commission to examine the myriad social, economic, institutional, and racial issues that the St. Louis region has been forced to confront following the August 9th shooting of unarmed black teen Michael Brown by white Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson. The commission is to issue a final report by September 2015, but may make interim recommendations during the course of its work. The commission is co-chaired by the Reverend Starsky Wilson, Chief Executive Officer of the Deaconess Foundation, and Rich McClure, former President and Chief Operating Officer of Unigroup. The commission consists of nine black members and seven white members of varying backgrounds. Again, another way to reach out to the community and get these folks involved and get some suggestions on how to help Ferguson. Yeah, well, there... I looked through the list of um, individuals who were appointed to the commission, and I thought that it was good that they even had a young uh, African-American activist, young man. I think he's only 17 years old, and he's sitting on that commission, and I Mm -hmm. think that's really good to have the youth's voice represented. Yeah, we've talked about diversity as an issue a lot here on this show, and um, it's it's good that this commission is diverse. It, It would just be a travesty if that were not the case. All right. And finally, state issues bonds for New Fulton Mental Hospital. 
The Missouri Development Finance Board on November 19th approved issuing the initial $92 million in bonds to rebuild Fulton State Hospital. The existing Fulton State Hospital, parts of which opened in 1851, is in deteriorating condition. It is the oldest state psychiatric hospital west of the Mississippi River and houses the state's only maximum security psychiatric facility. Overall, the project is expected to cost $211 million. Construction is expected to begin in later spring 2015 and be completed sometime in 2017. The General Assembly approved the initial funding for the project in the 2015 fiscal year state budget. This is a huge need in our state. This facility, um, there's all kinds of uh, needs in our state when it comes to infrastructure, either public buildings or roads, but this is ju- this is a mess, and this is a very good thing that we're going to end up um, bonding it out, paying for it, and having a good, better facility. Have you been through it? Um, I've been I, I through I've been to, to part of it. I haven't been through it, mm-hmm. and uh, there's an opportunity. I, I guess I could do that at some point. I can't but, believe it was parts of it were built in 1851. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy you say. It is. It is a complete. Um, it, the the condition of that place. This is going to get better. We still are very much underfunded when it comes to um, uh, mental health and uh, expanding Medicaid in the state of Missouri like other states have done would provide people with the basic um, access to health services such as mental health. You know, when you have a mental health issue, um, what happens is you don't get treated, so you go to the emergency room or you get... Uh, uh, arrested for inappropriate behavior because of your mental health disease mm-hmm. and ends up costing Amen. the state a lot of money. And uh, that, that's why, you know, support for mental health is good for all of us, um, makes people healthy, but also um, really reduces the cost all the way around. This is a small thing that we can do, but then again, Medicaid expansion is the way to go. You've heard me say that before, haven't you? It's come up a time or two. Yeah. 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 Well, Paul, that was your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. They are good folks, aren't they? Taking care of all your real estate needs. Yeah. From buying to selling Mm -hmm. to owner operating. Oh, very good. Wow. Wow. He's adding a little bit more. I guess we get more. I think he got hired. He's working in sales for them. We need to get, I guess we (laughs) need need to get, we do need to get more um, advertising money from. From them now, we do. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. than we get now. Yeah, because it's my only job now. So yeah. So, um, what's been going on, Chris? You want to share with us what you've been up to? I certainly would like to. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was very Peter Brady there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, as I mentioned, uh, the mayor's at the National League of Cities conference in Austin, Texas. I'm sure she's attending several different sessions there on economic development and and what's happening there so that seems to be an ongoing theme here in independence is economic development speaking of which we got a presentation can i mention something about oh, sure. the mayor earlier this week i was able to go to uh it is a, it was a meeting of where is it at? it's it was called the the legislators mayors meeting and it was the Metro Mayor's Caucus, and it was held over by the uh, Independence Events Arena. So uh, Mayor Weir welcomed everyone there, and then I welcomed everyone there as, nice. the, as the mayor in the center of the area. And we began to talk about issues um, that the mayors and the legislature should be talking about. 
Um, the first thing dealt with how to localize the issues. And what they were saying was they want more input with what we're doing in Jefferson City because of things like bad tax policy that go downhill all the way, and mm-hmm. you guys have to deal with it. Um, for, but first we talked about guns. Mayor Sly James of Kansas City complained about the gun bill, said that no one was listening to him there, wanted to do a gun court, which I think makes sense. Um, Representative Gary Cross stormed out because he'd tired of talking about guns, but then finally came back in. Oh, wow, how dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And then, um, then we moved on to issues of uh, the Mayor Weir brought up of Angel uh, Angel investors. investors. Yeah. And also then the Independence Crime Lab. And mm-hmm. so I talked to them about the progress we've had there, lack of progress with the governor vetoing it, and hopefully it's in the next budget. They seem very motivated to um, to help with that. They've been helping. Uh, Mayor Carson Ross of, of Blue Springs stood up and said, you know, we were really all for the governor and his veto of some of these things, and then we can't even get $1.3 million for a crime lab. So he's he's frustrated. I am too. I shared that frustration. Um, and uh, then we talked about tax policy. The mayor of uh, Raytown, uh, Bauer, mm-hmm. Mayor Bauer, talked about, you know, how do we stop all these tax things happening that rolled downhill? There was crickets in the room. Cricket, cricket, cricket. And he said, well, sounds like since no one wants to say anything, I guess we're just going to continue to bash our head against the wall. So I felt that shame, and I raised my hand <laughs> and said, I feel like I'm the guy with the bloodiest head. As I serve on the Ways and Means Committee, I've been trying to talk about tax policy, how it's bad stuff. We, uh, The legislature overrode Senate Bill 509, which is a terrible bill. It's going to hurt our revenue. And then I turned over to Senator Krauss, and I go, and Senator Krauss knows I believe this, even though it's his bill. He's heard me say it many times. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't new. I wasn't trying to – I really wasn't using the opportunity to bash him about I was just saying mm-hmm. these are the things that are bad. I said the, the problem that we have in Jefferson City is that we have this tax policy that rolls downhill, and you guys are trying to put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said I wish I had a better solution, except we just need to be very aware of it. Mayors and city council need to be very targeted with their feedback to their representatives and senators. Um, I think there were some things that were in the veto session. Everyone, oh my God, everything's bad. Some things are bad. Some things are terrible. Some things are good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's there's discernment that needs to be made. I don't know if anyone heard me say that. Then, <laughs> I don't know. It, there's a lot of frustrated mayors mm-hmm. with the legislature. Then, as I walked out, I walked out with the mayor, Mayor Weir. Yes. She was sharing, and I, I hope it's okay I'm sharing this, and she probably won't care. She was at a mayor's meeting, and I think on the other side of the state, and they said to her, well, how often do you get to speak to your state senator? We only get to talk to ours twice a year. And she said, Wowza. She said, I can call on every day if I need to. I, What's the issue? And so we were kind of sharing a little bit of um, that we feel good about our area and the cooperation because she can call me anytime. I certainly talk to you all the time Mm -hmm. and I call, I call her. I have a great relationship with her, great relationship with the mayor Mallison of Sugar Creek, Mm -hmm. mayor Rhodes of, of, um, Lee summit, of Lee summit. Um, and, um, 
Mayor Bauer of, of Raytown, those are the biggest. Even the mayor of, of Bucknor, I went and visited him a couple times with the 2,000 people in that area. Mayor, mayor James, clearly, of Kansas City. Sure. I, I don't understand how an elected representative can't try to reach out feedback from their mayors. I don't get what the problem is. And so that don't make no sense. That, right. And I'll, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back there. But then again, if I wasn't calling Mayor Weir, she'd call me immediately. Right. You know, so she these, would. Ma- these mayors, need, they need to own some of it as well. As far oh, as they communication sure in the dialogue. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think that it's rarer than you than you think. I mean, I think that you do an excellent job as a legislator of building relationships throughout your district with the community leaders that you know you're going to be able to be of service to, and they're going to help you as well because you're all working toward bettering your community, mm-hmm. you know. However, I live in Clay County. I've never met my senator. I've not even met my previous senator. Mm-hmm. They do not come to town. Nobody ever comes to campaign there, and we get ignored you know so um i think that you are yeah, a responsible yeah. legislator and that and you have more success locally because of your relationships yeah. and people appreciate it well I, pr- I appreciate you saying that i i looked at true. it as i i appreciate you saying that because i looked at it as don't we have a good mayor or mayor where who reaches out to people don't we have good mayor and mayor malison that reaches out to people yeah um both it's true. A, it's, a, it's a two-way street there, Absolutely. I think. You know? It is, and that's got to be in some way an advantage for our area to progress. So. Well, at least there's an understanding, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sit around being frustrated that no one listens to me. We understand, myself, the mayor of Independence, you right now, and mm-hmm. the and right. the other mayor, <laughs> Mayor Weir, <laughs> well, we, all, we understand, you guys have an understanding of what's going on with the crime lab. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're all frustrated by it together, Absolutely. but we yes. understand what's going on because of the dialogue. Yeah. She had invited me to go to that meeting. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to because of uh, prior commitments with work. But uh, So I was sorry to miss out on so, that. Sounds like it was So we were talking else. about what you're up to, and I started talking about when I, I just want to report to you. Oh, you well, know. well, thanks for the communication with, with the mayor, with really with the entire city. I know that you keep in touch with – city staff, the city manager, mm-hmm. and the political people. And it's greatly appreciated from from the mayor down through the city staff. Your efforts are appreciated. So when you get frustrated, when you're bloodying your head, just know that there's a cheering section back here in Independence that appreciates what you're doing. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Your, your public works guy. John Powell. John Powell. Mm-hmm. I saw him at the mayor's event, and I said, 35th Street looks great to mm-hmm. me. I mean, it looks there's the the roads fixed, the uh, lights are, are good there, and he goes, "Well, thank you." And I don't think people usually the public works guy is the guy you yell at about a mm-hmm. pothole, right? Right, it's so, the pothole, or why hasn't my road been shoveled off? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I said thank you. I noticed that, <clears throat> and I know you get a lot of complaints. So I want to give you a compliment. Good. And then the mayor came over. She mm-hmm. walked by, going, and I said. And I know it only happens since the mayor's been here because, <laughs> you know, you can get a road done in a in a, in a month or whatever. Actually, yeah. I know it's a big long plan, but I was just. Yeah, hey, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so speaking none of, of that of stuff 35th, happened. None of that stuff happened before you're mayor pro tem. Well, I don't want to take credit for it, but since you're going to give it to me, I will yeah. accept <laughs> it. Okay. Thirty uh, fifth, one of the streets that intersects, one of the main streets, is Noland Road. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say there is no more iconic corridor in Independence than Nolan Road. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the main uh, 
I don't know, the main the main retail area has moved east down off 39th Street. But we got a presentation at our city council meeting on Monday about the Noland Road Community Improvement District, which passed. So they've been working on this for almost three years now. Yeah. And the the retailers, the property owners, business owners, they got over the threshold that they needed, which I think was 50% plus one, to Good. have that pass. So now it's a, I hope I'm getting this right, a 30-year plan where they will collect, um, they have the, the right to go up to a one-cent sales tax. Um, they're saying they're going to go for three-quarters of a cent. And then that money will be put back, and those funds will be used for improvements along what, Nolan Road. What, what's the boundaries of it? It will go from 40 Highway okay. down to 23rd Street. Okay. and I thought it started at I-70. I missed that. Yeah, no, all the way up to 40 Highway, which is great. Mm-hmm. Although... We, you know, on the other side of 40 Highway, you get into Kansas City, yeah. and that area is kind of blighted looking with the old Sam's Club and stuff. So we may need to talk to our, our neighbors our in Kansas there. City yeah. and see what we can do with that. So from 40 Highway to 23rd Street on Nolan Road, businesses can participate in the SID. They can apply for funds to, okay. you know, if, if the council determines that their property is blighted, then they can apply for funds and... It'll be matching funds to help them redo facades of buildings, new signage, whatever. Some of that money will go for the right-of-way just to make it more attractive as a street. And then from 23rd Street up to Truman Road, there's no businesses participating, but funds can be used for the right-of-way, which I think is great because people come up Truman Road and get on Nolan Road that way. So that should look nice as well. I think one of the driving forces behind that was Karen Downey, Downey Construction, Mm -hmm. his old friend. Mm -hmm. I, I think you are so close with her family that you sat with them at the Boys and Girls Club. I know. certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get to sit with them. Oh, you didn't? Oh, there's no seat for old Paul. Forget him. You sat down and then you didn't give a seat no. for Paul? No. Well, here's what happened. Okay, oh, no. because it was another thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, but I got to, can I talk about Karen Downey, though? Oh, sure. Yeah. I anticipate, and maybe she says something to you, they want to do, she always thought it would be a good idea to do a sign at Nolan Road mm-hmm. in I-70, like Welcome to Independence. Mm-hmm. I think this will get the funding for that. So I anticipate a call saying, Senator, we need MoDOT to give us some room to do it. So if you hear about that, let me know. I anticipate I will, that will let happen. you know about that. And I think that's great. We consider on I-70, as you're heading east, Nolan Road to be the front door that's right. to Independence. That's right. And so we need it to look attractive. Mm-hmm. We need it to look appealing because people get off there to head to the historic sites. They go down to the square on Nolan mm-hmm. Road. Mm-hmm. So a sign there I think is a great idea. Yeah. And I know we talked about this before, but I'd love to get the Missouri Visitor Center I'm going to work on that. Well. And I'm glad that um, Mr. Schneider brought that up at our town meeting. That reminded me of that. And mm-hmm. We'll be working on that. So now you can tell your story about how, how you abandoned me. At the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was invited to go to the Boys and Girls Club Dinner on Ice, which is a fundraiser that they have. I mean, I was too. I was not. For the Boys and Girls Club. You really missed out, Courtney. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And here's what's fun about it. You eat down. It's at the Independence Event Center, and they have tables set up on the ice. Now, they have boards over the ice, so you're not slipping and sliding. I was really, imagining this, yeah. But the Mavericks, Missouri Mavericks players, are your waiters for the evening, and you can tip them certain amounts of money to make them do things and they figure Can you, skated like, slam them and... into the walls and stuff. Ooh, I didn't see anybody do that, but that would be fun. You yeah. could. You actually I could. I guess do you that could because yeah. Go ahead do your story. Oh. 
Go ahead with your story. You're gonna, he's going to tell the rest of what they do. Oh. Yeah, I mean, they they you pay them money. They take off their shirts and figure skate with each other. They do push-ups. They had a twerk-off contest. This sounds condescending to our players. They it didn't to- seem to totally mind. But yeah, it sounds like it. So I guess if you were there, you take would have off your you shirt. Could, I would have started a protest or you something. Would have slammed, oh, boy. You would have slammed them into the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But it was... It was a fun <laughs> evening, and then I was supposed to be sitting. The tourism department had bought a table, apparently, mm-hmm. but then they weren't able to fill it up. Or I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, these things happen. None of the other council members went. I was asked if I would go and represent the city council there, and of course right. I do that. I take my job seriously. You're the mayor. It's my responsibility. So I get there, and I'm like, hey, your table doesn't exist anymore, so, <laughs> oh, so we've got two chairs for you over here, and it was with the Downies, with Kim Downey Noble and Guy Downey. Chairs. Well, I had my date oh. with me. Had and it date. wasn't Paul. No, no it, it wasn't, wasn't Paul. <laughs> so there was there was no room at the end. So I don't know whose table you ended up at. Uh, Gosh, my good friends doesn't at, even know where he ended up. My, no. good, my good friends at Comcast. Oh, they're good people. Oh, good. Yeah. It was nice. Well, that yeah. So I saw you over there. Yeah. But did and not get to participate. you just waved from afar? Yeah. I did. From Here I am with my friendly crew. Here I am with my plum seat assignment. <laughs> right. How you doing over there, sucker? And then and Kim and Are Guy were there. The we grew players. up with them. They were good people. and. With were the players without their shirts on? Some were. Yeah. A couple of them were. Figure skating. Well, figure skating. What are you, yeah. you going to figure skate with your shirt on? That's weird. <laughs> Come on, Cole. Get with it. You're right. Yeah. I clearly don't know etiquette when it comes to Do you to want to mention? And, well, I was going to say there were, the MC, the host of the evening, was one Phil Lavota. Oh, imagine that. He was the master of ceremonies. I'm sorry. Emmy Award winning Phil Lavota. Award- I yes. forgot about that, boy. Did he slide around on the ice with a spotlight on him the whole time? He didn't, but I'll tell you what. He does not seem to be afraid of a microphone, that guy. No. That's weird. Yeah. He, he's, Phil you know, he's, yeah. Been on, he's been on this podcast a couple times, and uh, it's great to get top quality talent like that. Oh, yeah. Emmy Award winning talent. But uh, he did a good job. He did. He did he a very did, good job. There was job. no booze, even. I know. There perhaps well, he, he should have been some booze. Like that. He does it for the Cancer Society, I mm-hmm. know. And yeah, he does mm-hmm. a good job. But. If you want to book Phil Lavota, <laughs> please <laughs> contact us here at this station. Yeah, we'll get you in touch. Yeah. And the only other thing I wanted to mention is on Monday, the 17th of November, we had a swearing in ceremony for our fourth district council person. Oh, yeah. So Yay! We- Yay! 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 Finally, I have representation. Finally, yes. in the 4th District. <laughs> so Tom Van Camp was sworn in, and we now have a full council. Great. And I'll tell you why this is important okay. to me. Tell I me. want to know. There are certain things, emergency ordinances being one of them, that require two-thirds votes to pass. So uh-huh. with seven people, that means you have to have five votes. When there were only six of us on the council, that means if there's more than one person who's dissenting, right, it dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Sounds cool. we've got a full council of seven people and it's going to be very interesting and fun uh tom came in and every monday morning i have a one-on-one with the city manager and the mayor i guess it would be a two-on-one and then this week we turned it into a three-on-one because tom came and joined us and he brought pastries which was very nice turnovers and some uh, strudels or streusels he brought pastries. Did he make them? He no. He bought. Do you them make? At, do you make the new guy bring pastries, or just that's him? I think that's just him. I think that's what he does. Man, awesome. the public chose the right. He's guy. like yeah. he's like my favorite elected representative. Yeah. So he's the pastry guy. So yeah. he he came awesome. in and was part of our meeting, and we're getting him up to speed, so he can learn what to do. I think he'll do very good. I I met him a couple times, and then I saw the um, forum 
that he did when he was running. He just seemed he kept talking about cooperation and, and working together and he has the right mindset, I think, that I think I think it will go really well for him. Well, I am excited to work with him and I'm excited for the fourth district to have representation. Yeah. I've, I've been happy to help out with citizens in the fourth district who've who've had needs. Oh I have, yeah. Okay. We do have But needs. now they they have their own district council good. person Finally. that they can turn to. So it's okay. a good thing. So next week, dialogue with State Senator Paulovita and Van Cam. Okay. Because we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Oh, the, oh wait, wait, are we? I didn't know that was the arrangement. Wow, I didn't I'm not either. For that. So I've just been keeping this chair warm for Van Camp. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. not at all, Chris. Now Mr. I'm Pastry's just coming in. Yeah. I'll it. bring <laughs> a streusel. <laughs> okay. All right. Good deal. See, yeah. how, see how I got food yeah, out of the that deal? That's great. You're a, you're a pro at this. So, so that's, that's good. Yeah. So there you go. Those are my highlights from last week. Courtney, what have you been up to? Lots of good stuff. Uh, this past week, I guess we didn't really talk last Thursday, um, because of the dialogue town hall about Tuesday's event that you spoke at the, oh, yes. uh, is it okay if I talk about uh-huh. that? Um, so Senator Lovota was the guest speaker for the 40 club luncheon. Yay! 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought Yay! it was, I thought it was really good. You know, whenever you go to the 40 club luncheon, which is a union, um, it's made up of union members, and they meet monthly at the Sheet Metal Workers Hall here in Independence. And um, before an election, you know, you always have tons of candidates there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like the whole place is just packed, and it's a majority of it is candidates, of course, who are there to support, show their support to labor, which is great. Um, but this time, there weren't as many people, of course, because the election was over, which is normal. Uh, but it really turned into, a, I felt, a great period of time, not where you're just speaking, but it actually became a discussion. You right. know, it was like a brainstorm discussion about, um, you know, what efforts took place and what happened that didn't allow success for each of those and what can we do next time to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, this is probably the most productive, uh, <laughs> you know, use of our time that So it was we like a have. post-mortem of the election or something? Well, yeah, post-mortem of the election, how that affects the next legislative session, how that affects working people and the labor movement. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to speak on the October lunch. And I said, I don't have an election this time. Why don't you have someone else go speak? That's good of you. And um, Mike Sanders spoke, so he somehow squeaked out his (laughs) tough election. Is he running for something? He was running. He was running. (laughs) And yeah. he did win. I didn't check up on that. He did yeah, win. he was running okay. for he's running for re-election. <laughs> yeah, he did win. Okay, and I don't know if he announced his election for attorney general, U.S. senator, mayor of Kansas City, <laughs> Congress. I'm not sure what it was. Well, those are anyway. the only four things I've heard that he's running for. <laughs> right. So. so, well, I feel that it, it was good to get their feedback Yay. because. A lot of times throughout our election cycles, we really depend on the boots, right. boots on the ground work and um, the help that labor provides for our candidates. And mm-hmm. so um, and I'm really, you know, supportive, of, of course, of their issues and the things that are most important to them. I know that you are as well. And I felt like it was a good opportunity to kind of have a one on, you know, a group, discuss, a small mm-hmm. group discussion almost, even though there were quite a few people there. Um, about what's going on and what we can do to work together as we move forward. And I thought that was great. And we talked about um, it seems as though all the issues go back to campaign finance reform mm-hmm. and the need for limits. Mm-hmm. One of the su- suggestions I had for everybody in the room was <laughs> to get $10 out of their pocket 
and give it to their grandkid and tell them to go vote. <laughs> because Here, I'll buy you a gallon of gas, kid. Right. Just yeah. go yeah. vote, right. please. Yeah. Because everybody, most of the people in there are retired, and they have um, that generation, the millennials, They we need to get them involved. And come on, Chris, if your grandfather would have called and said, you need to go vote today. Oh, I would. I'd love, well, to, I'd love to see you, and I'll, I'll buy a, I don't know, what did you have back then? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Yeah, you would do it. Yeah, loose meat sandwich. Yeah, right. Yeah, you go up to mugs up. I would with either Granddad or Harvey. Yep. Yeah, you would have done it. I'd get myself a made right sandwich, and That's right. I'd vote, and it mm-hmm. would be good. Mm-hmm. It would be. I think if you, I think you're right though. I think even if you had a grandparent who called their grandchild on the day of the election and mm-hmm. said. Have you voted today? Mm-hmm. Like, this may not be important to you, but it's important enough to me that would you just That's do right. it That's for right. your yeah. grandparent, you know? Right. And I think they would. Mm-hmm. I think they would. Hey, meet me at the Starbucks. I'll I'll buy you a Frappuccino, and yeah. then we'll head up, and uh, yeah. we'll go vote together. Yeah. I mean, make it like Make a, it a thing. A, yeah, a relationship thing, you mm-hmm. know, where we go and vote together. I always went with my parents and voted. Even whenever I was a kid, I'd go with them, and they mm-hmm. made it a point because they right. wanted to show me and display this is what you do. This is part of your civic duty. And, and it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think, just think, yeah. just think if, if, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just think if, if, uh, Papa Sam calls Jack and says, Hey, you need to go vote. He's going to, Jack's going to go vote. He's going to. Yeah. yeah. Unless he forgets. Unless, well, unless he forgets his baggage <laughs> right. or something like that, <laughs> you know, but other than that, he's not going to forget. Right. Oh, I remember being a kid. And going up with my mom and her mm-hmm. letting me step into the booth mm-hmm. with How her. Exciting she'd, it is. she'd pull the curtain <laughs> behind her. And it, that was so yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, wow, so now I'm going to do this. I'll get to vote. <laughs> so I kind of said it as offhanded, but that's that's the type of that's the type of thing we're missing with that importance is not being handed down as much. Yeah, I think generational. And the politics in general gets such a bad well, rap. I mean, I can't, and it's because of these dirty politics, which we talked about at the meeting as well, you know, with campaign finance, that's what you get. But what it's created now is a political environment where nobody wants to participate. And if they are participating, then it's almost as if they can't be proud of it mm-hmm. because right. being involved in, in it politically ties you then immediately to all the bad aspects of it as well. But we should all know that living in a democracy that we have with the structure that we have built that has worked for us for generations, we need to continue to work on it and make sure that it's better. And the only way that we can do it is if there are good people who are involved. Did you, Have you seen the Bill Moore talking about people not voting? No. It, it's That's a great. really it's a really good commentary on it saying people think they're not getting their hands dirty and they're letting all this stuff happen. And he went through the differences between someone that won and someone that lost. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about climate change particularly. Mm-hmm. But that's one issue that's different. You can't say they're all the same yeah. because maybe out of ten issues, maybe seven of them are the same. Yeah. But those other three are really important. Right. But I'm struck with this. I never knew that story about you, Chris. About going to vote with my mother? Yeah, maybe that... Maybe that led you to run for office someday. Yeah, I know. It probably I, had a part in it. And I know you're. Right. I mean, there's no one more involved than your your grandfather in yeah. Excelsior Springs, right? Yeah. So absolutely. I think that he stuff, went and knocked doors for Obama when he was eighty, eighty five. Mm-hmm. So that stuff happens. When I think about my grandfather, uh, we call him Popeye. Yeah. He would <laughs> at <laughs> at <laughs> at, uh, at Holy Cross. He would candidates would come to the church events. He'd stand on a chair and introduce them like. He's appointing them, <laughs> and sure enough, they'd win in that area. You know, yeah, yeah. that that type of it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. Yeah, it's why we're sitting here doing a podcast because we still care about politics because of that mm-hmm. example. That's right. And 
somewhere we lost that along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we so, know that we're rare. We're rarities and being involved. I, in I would like to say oddities. Oddities. Yes, you can use mm-hmm. that word as well. But mm-hmm. it just goes to show then that there is not enough of that kind of influence, you know, generationally within families mm-hmm. of the importance of voting. At least not in our party. Right. That's right. <laughs> or at least not in our party. Exactly. Yeah. Good. I'm. I'm glad that worked. I'm. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for the way that you you know presented it at Forty Club because it allowed us that opportunity to be able to speak. If you would have just given a speech, you know, we wouldn't have had that. So, thanks for uh, providing oh, the dialogue. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. No problem. Um, anything else? Uh, no. Uh, well, other than that, just catching up on what all's going on. I'll give I just a, my little what. Veterans Day. Oh yes. Was, what are you doing, Senator? I want to know. Well, Veterans Day was on. We didn't talk about this because of the town meeting, but Veterans Day, I was able to go to High V. They always give out um, free breakfast, and I went and just said hi to the veterans. And most of them looked at me like, "Why are you wearing a suit here, sir? Who are you?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. I like to do a little more formal gift for them next time. Some We've something. About that. Yeah, maybe doing a flag or flag or something. Yeah. But there, it was a good thing. I know High V does that. Uh, Community America Credit Union is, helps with that as well because they're Great. partners with hy and I thought I need to be there. So um, that was good. Then had a meeting to talk about some ideas for legislation when it comes to helping mental health patients, Great. getting their prescriptions correctly. The 40 Club, I had a busy day. And then I met mm-hmm. with Tesla. You know about Tesla, Chris, the car company? Oh, yes. I yeah, met yeah. with an individual from there. They're concerned about any changes to the law that a lot doesn't allow them to sell their product in the state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting Did stuff. Did you tell them if you give me a cool car to drive around in, maybe I'll... <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> what's funny is that I said um, I appreciate the information and everything because they had a lobbyist in Jefferson City when the issue came up, and the lobbyist came in and said, hey, I'd like to show you this cool car. And I'm like, <laughs> I can drive a cool car. It, that, right, yeah. You know, maybe that works with somebody. Yeah, and it's sad. Well, that, I love the cars. I mean, I, technologically, they're awesome. But isn't it sad that yes. that guy has success with yes, that elected that people to say go drive a cool car and oh, then get you on board? Yeah, yeah. And it was the talk of Jefferson City when mm-hmm. they were there. Right. I mean, it was on in every newspaper. And, and I'm like, I don't want to go drive your car. <laughs> I don't either because yeah. I'd wreck it and then I'd owe you forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing my luck. Uh, and then um, had a great event at Community Americas with some program that I get to help facilitate for great leaders and um oh eh, do I need to mention that we got to see Josh McCarroll? Probably not. Um <laughs> you just did. You just did. Uh and then uh was able to participate and I know this is close to your home, close to your heart, Chris, um as a I'm proud parent of a junior varsity girls basketball player. Oh yes. The uh Patriots Club uh fundraising dinner at Truman where it also was a silent auction. I gave away a Missouri basket of goodies from Good, the state Missouri of Missouri. Goodies. Oh, Raised a little bit of money to help the, the kids out there in their activities at Truman High School. Um, Superintendent Dale Hurl was there. He announced that um, there be improving Truman High School's stadi- or stadium in the back. So now they're going to have a plan to um, fix that, sta- put in more seats in that stadium. And then you do the same for Van Horn. So every school can have a home football field. Really? So and, there won't be the Independence All-School Stadium anymore. Right. It'll be Christman Stadium and then Truman. Right. Well, I've wondered, 
about that. And and he said there he he told me they're starting with Truman, which is good. Um and then they're gonna have to do some type of bonding thing for Van Horn to get the money for Van Horn. Mm-hmm. And you know, me, I'm I'm a Truman guy. My kids go there. My daughter is the president of the student body there. Right. By golly. But I'm really excited about Van Horn having their own place. I think it's good for that area of of the district. It's it's a good rallying point, and they've done well. You know, mm-hmm. Van Horn has actually done pretty well in their their programs. And you know, that's why I loved being in Van Horn last week. How beautiful a school this, the uh, upkeep, and um, it's really anything nice. we can build that community back up. Not that Truman Truman doesn't need it. You know what I'm saying. Well, if it can become a center point for that neighborhood, which That's has right. often been a neglected part That's of right. Independence, That's because right. for years it was in the Kansas City School District, mm-hmm. so it w- was kind of by some people just you know out of sight, out of mind. Now there are a lot of people working hard to try and build that area back mm-hmm. up and make it a true community. So you get a nice football stadium there. People walk to the games on That's Friday right. nights and hang out together and get mm-hmm. to know each other. Yeah, that's all good stuff. That's right. I agree. So I'm excited about that. Um, had the um, look forward to um, sending all everybody, all my loved ones, a nice Christmas card with my family photos that we took this week. Oh, my wife and my daughters will look lovely, and um, I'll be. be in the picture too. I will also be on the picture. <laughs> That's um, good since you're part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was able to meet Just one little difference. Yeah, was able to meet with uh, the former mayor pro tem of Kansas City, Bill Skaggs. Oh uh, yes, and uh, former state representative good friend Trent of the Skaggs. Show. Another good and, friend of the show. Um county legislator Teresa Garza to talk over some local politics and some steps to improve our community. Uh after this um the recording of this podcast will be going to the opening of the Carousel, the musical at Truman High School. I hope oh. everyone is able to go over there and see Carousel. I have starring seen in Carousel. my mind in my mind starring Madeline Lavota. <laughs> of okay. I mean she's in it. She's not necessarily but when you're a big star like that, you is she playing the Shirley Jones role? I don't know. She isn't. Oh, that okay. would be what they call the main thing. But to me, she's playing a better role. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you remember when Superman came out and they said Marlon Brando starring and he was like in it for the first five minutes? Right. <laughs> he stole the show though. Well, he and did. that's what I anticipate yeah. Madeline doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week is a good Thanksgiving week, is it? Yeah. So so we're you'll you'll miss we'll miss you all. Um, on our podcast, is there anything else we need to wrap it wrap it up? We kind of it's kind of a more casual program, just kind of three friends talking, really. If you think about, I think it. we've hit it. I guess we probably won't be doing a show next week no. because of the Thanksgiving. No. So we'll be giving, and you could give thanks for not having a show. If, I guess if you, that you're so inclined for that, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> now I, I'll look forward to us getting together again. Just want to wish everybody out there a, a happy and safe holiday time, and enjoy the people around you you care about, family or otherwise. Do you have anything else that? I agree. Everyone just have a grateful Thanksgiving, and uh, that's all. Great show. <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> yeah, I think we've really done a good job today. <laughs> well, but we can't close until my closing music works. Oh, okay. oh dear. So what, we got to stretch this out a little bit? Yeah. Could you? Okay. Are we going to have a show next week? No, because we'll... Because of Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we'll be back with more exciting... 
news, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to sing? <laughs> <laughs> and we're right. losing listeners. Okay, thanks right. a lot for joining. I don't know what's wrong with my closing music. I was so proud what of the our, of, mine? Was of our of our technical performance last week when we were on the road, and now I can't get this. We going, did really so. well. Yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot, it's folks. Okay. All right, take care. Take care.